0: Welcome to another episode of Vox Amici, a podcast where we discuss with our friends ideas that we find very relevant to our times. I am Mariam and today we're going to talk about, of course, the pandemic. <laughs> now that the lockdown is easing, we basically take this time to look back at the last few months. These have indeed been extraordinary times which have brought extraordinary learnings. Things are not going to be the same again. We're going to be gravitating towards a new normal a new equilibrium and this new equilibrium is going to be accompanied by new social norms because this this lockdown has brought into focus our strengths our faults our fractures within us and in our relationships so the new normal will be infused with the new learnings i'm accompanied by my friend nitya and today we will deliberate on how this lockdown has strengthened our relationships with ourselves and with our loved ones.
1: Mariam, you're so right. You know, I've been thinking about this and I think the impact of this virus is such that the world will possibly never be the same again. And yet, you know, as exceptional as the lockdown circumstances were, I think life after the virus is also likely for many to be much worse than life in the throes of the pandemic, both both because of the impact to the economy as well as the impact of you know, things like higher morbidity on health and earning capabilities of individuals and households. So I really do believe that it's a good time to take stock of the lessons we've learned and to see how we may be able to apply this going forward.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And before we head any further, I would just want to footnote this, that we all realize that we are all coming from a position of health and privilege and there are people who have had this lockdown far more worse than us but a very very wise friend of mine once said to me Mariam, everybody's problems are important some are more important and some are less but we all have our, our bundles of pain to carry so I think whether it's it's the, it's, the, it's the old or the young I think the lockdown has had a severe impact on all most importantly on me in which I want to actually leave my career and become a scientist and start working on the vaccine <laughs> And uh, so, Nitya, tell me, uh, did it bring things into focus in your life? Uh, Some learnings that came to you at these times?
1: Absolutely, Mariam. And you know, just to echo your previous point, we're all so lucky to come out of this with our healths intact. The rest really is a minor footnote uh, to all our life stories. But yes, you know, Mariam, it's been an extraordinary time of uh, introspection. I've learned so much. The first thing I've learned is that you know you can't control everything, and this has been a big lesson for me. I'm a Type A control freak. You know me very well. (laughs) Uh, But you know, so many times I've been on a Zoom call with a student or doing work, and you know my kids wander in with their maths homework or you know asking me to arbitrate a fight. So for me, I've really learned to let go, chill a little bit when things are not so perfect. It really has been a time to lower our expectations, most importantly, particularly of ourselves. Uh, and, you know, it took me a long time to come to this realization. It's, there's no need to be a perfect partner and a mother and a chef during the biggest crisis since World War II, Mariam, this has been. Uh, and, you know, you really you can't control everything. So that's really been a big learning for me. The other thing that's, you know, helped me and, you know, you've helped me so much through it as have a lot of my close friends is, you know, sharing my vulnerabilities and my foibles and my weaknesses with my close friends. And I think if you can laugh at your dodgy abilities at housework or, you know, share a giggle about domestic issues with good friends, I think it's really easy, uh, much easier to get through hard times. I think it builds resilience and hope And, you know, if you can do this all while having a good chuckle, more power to you. (laughs) And, you know, Maryam, I also think, um, as you said, you know, it's revealed so much about our relationships with others. But for me, I think it's been most revealing about myself. You know, what do you stand for? What are your hopes, your ambitions, even your boundaries? Um, So I decided early on in the lockdown, if you can't go outside, go inside, and I think that, you know, creating a meditation routine really helped me focus uh, on the level of reality that was always constant. You know, a deeper sense of awareness that does not come and go in time, but was always ever present. And I think this meditation, uh, you know, really helped uh, for me put things in perspective and weather my many moods. What about you, Mariam? Uh, why don't you share with us some what you've learned? So I'd love to hear what, what you've learned.
0: Actually, yeah, the, it, this has been an extraordinary time for all of us and it has made us all think and rethink and, and reinvent ourselves or maybe also go back to the basics. Um, this this uh, pandemic has been incredibly egalitarian uh, in, in its impact, uh, obviously footnoting uh, our privilege of health and wealth, but it's been an equalizer. So everybody is, is scared. Everybody's life is at a standstill. Everybody is just turning inwards to their family units uh it has just for me also stripped bare the layers of self-importance that people might have because in this globalized world so around me when i see people who take themselves too seriously or they think they're really important and how the world is just looking at them and and watching them and how they must stay very very important always in spite of all of this it just just bemuses me i think that one thing i've realized is all of us are very special, all of us are very important. Alternatively, none of us are special, none of us are important, all of us are anonymous. And um, so basically, I've just stopped taking myself seriously. This reminds me of one of my favorite Urdu verses. Uh, basically, it says that the world will always go on. I'm. I will have to leave, I won't be here, but somebody just like me will replace me so what else has kept me sane in my in my everyday routine is music oh yes books i could not survive without them cooking uh the spring the summer in cambridge the new weather the nature fresh air nature fresh air again emphasis emphasis nature and fresh air has kept me going i think humor is, it has been a big saving grace for me and trying to find humor in the situation and I was a couple of my my, my girlfriends were all lamenting with me. Oh, Mariam, we've gained so much weight because all of us have now become big bakers. And I've never baked in my life and I've made 10 cakes. And at the pretext of giving it to my neighbors who were, who were self-isolating, I used to eat half of them. And I was telling my friends, we can't take ourselves that seriously. We're not going to a fashion show anywhere in the future. We're not going a- anywhere at all. Forget about fashion shows. And we need to keep on activating our reward pathway because we need some sort of happiness some sort of giggle some sort of delight to stay sane and uh, basically we just need to just chill and make the best of whatever we have because we're still very lucky that we are doing these things i think that's that's what my learning is and I think I'm going to retire once the lockdown Well, don't forget, you just said you're going to be a scientist
1: before you retire and find the cure to the vaccine. So we're counting on you. For the vaccine. I keep on...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And, Nithya, another thing is it has also brought in focus, the people who are your inner core. I think, for me, it wasn't that clearly demarcated we end up having huge social groups especially in being in cambridge we meet so many different people i think this severe demarcation of our inner core and the periphery i think has been very significant for me at least what about you yeah
1: you're absolutely right mariam i feel like you know you i've always said you can count your friends on your right hand but it's really driven home the point that, you know, family has been key. Like, you know, I think, you know, many people's families have come together, bandied together in this very difficult time. But also your really close friends, you know. Um, we've discussed this before. Your friends are people that, you know, you don't inherit them. You 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 make these friendships actively in your adult lives uh, for most of us. And these are very precious relationships. And they really, you know, they're a collective Um, ability for you to get through life together as a team and um, I think they've been really key for me and particularly in moments like this which have been very challenging to so many of us um, I think uh, my friendships have, have, have have kept me going.
0: Yeah I think in this time we have less cognitive space to share with many people and I have been very picky about who I've share my space with, I think because of these times. But Nitya, the most interesting thing is we as you and I and Chayam sent off these, these these requests to our friends to get their perceptions about What were the major learnings coming emanating from the lockdown for them? And these are people from New Zealand, from Germany, from Pakistan, from India, from England. I'm pretty blown away by the brutal honesty expressed in some of these voice notes. It's as if this pandemic has just stripped bare all layers of formality and pretense. And when listening to some of my friends' voice notes, I I noticed that how this pandemic has been a huge trigger in being an eye opener to their relationships and whatever they were running from before they've stopped running and they have faced their fears and they've confronted that and and now status quo is just not on anymore shall we listen to this uh Nithya, and get your comments sure mariam i'd love to
2: pandemic has actually taught me how to sit with my own feelings It has made me tap into my inner strengths, my insecurities and my weaknesses. And when I say sit with my feelings, so I've realized that uh, before the pandemic, you know, in our regular daily routine, mundane life that we were all leading, I was constantly running away from my feelings so you know whether i was feeling anxious or i was feeling sad or i was feeling angry i would just kind of escape from the situation and you know go outside or meet a friend or whatever so basically distracting myself The pandemic made me realize that my feelings are very, very important. And I started giving them respect. I started giving them validation. I started sitting with them. I started meditating. I started, um, you know, processing them. So for me, it has actually been a lot of self-awareness and uh, a lot of
3: positivity also. All I can say is that I mean that I've understood the importance of just being versus just doing i mean to be still is hard because in stillness you have to confront things that you would otherwise not so that has been challenging and in that time i've seen my own faults the strength i think that i've derived from this time is the ability to at at least acknowledge certain things and and also to find the courage in myself to say that okay i am going to make certain changes That is what has happened with me at this time and you know where there's been a lot of silence, there's been a lot of introspection and you know I'm thinking about what works for me, what doesn't work for me, whether whether it's work, whether it's relationships, whether it's you know I mean any relationship, friendships with the children, the spouse etc. So it's just a time of great reflection and I think therein lies the strength. Wow, Mariam, it's really
1: powerful. Um, You know, as the person said, I think it gave them pause to reflect and become more self-aware, you know, to introspect, they say. We've been talking about all of this, honestly, you know, the need to grow as humans, to be self-reflective, to be aware for a long, long time. But in one fell swoop, it's almost like the pandemic has made us face our deepest fears and our foibles and grow as humans. Um, And I think it does seem for many that it has been a time of deep soul work, life-altering transformation. But of course, you know, Mariam, the million-dollar question is, will this last once the pandemic passes? But I think, you know, even the fact that we're even having this conversation now indicates that something powerful has transpired. Um, And this, I think, is very, very beautiful and very moving. What do you think, Mariam?
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think this pandemic has also lent us this lack of patience. We just don't have time anymore. And we have also become very, very resilient in the process. And we have somehow developed a zero tolerance policy. And now decisions need to be based on logic. And they need to be based on utility. And what was accepted before is just not accepted anymore.
1: And uh, another,
0: shall we just go to the other one?
1: Yes, perfect. Let's listen to the next what I discovered within myself the last few months was eye-opening,
0: really. Um, the first was shock that I had to slow down and adapt to a new way of life and give up some of the norms and routines that I was used to. I found that extremely difficult and challenging for the first few weeks, I would say, and I spiraled into depression and a very kind of a difficult state of mind. But slowly, I, um, I think I learned to slow down. And adapt to the new way of doing things and the new normal. Um, finding more time for myself, my children. Um, really being asked, forced to slow down, was very, very good for me. And I um, realized that I something that I could achieve and I needed to achieve. And the, all the running around and the craziness that was part of my life beforehand was actually. Um, not very healthy and not very good for me. So. I've realised that there are so many things we took for granted like visiting my mother every weekend without having to think twice about whether I have been socially distant all week and it would be safe for her if I go there. At the same time, I've gotten a chance to spend a lot of time with my kids that I have been missing out on because of their fast-paced college routines. Overall, I just feel this lockdown has given me more patience to deal with things because we no longer have the option to just go out and distract ourselves. But end of the day, it is frustrating and it made me realize that how small little things mattered before Corona, those small little happy moments, which I am now missing.
1: Well, Maryam, um, again, I found that, you know, what I find very interesting in these couple of voice notes is Although people clearly found the lockdown to be extremely challenging, uh, the people who have come out of this with their spirits intact seem to be the ones who've gone through almost like the four stages of grief denial, anger, depression, and finally acceptance. And they've come out of this stronger emotionally, mentally, and physically. That has been key, in my opinion, you know, to have reacted to this experience as a whole with positivity. I find that like very, very powerful and moving. Uh, the second uh, thing is that, you know, the attitude of gratitude. I think most of us have come out of this being extremely uh, grateful for our lives before Corona. I mean, now the joke is it's not BC before Christ and AD, but BC before Corona and AC after Corona. So, uh, you know, that is, um, I think, pretty remarkable and something that is uh, is very deep and something something I feel that has shifted uh, in these past few months.
0: Absolutely. A very interesting voice note that I had just called recently for my friend, and it made me think a lot, uh, a lot which we're going to play now, and that how this pandemic has actually also given us so much clarity, so much clarity. And before we were just running around on this hedonic treadmill, staying busy, trying to stay sane, but just running away from all our our fears and our issues and our, all the problems we put under the rug. And so, somehow we've been forced to make decisions. And this pandemic has in a way made us swim in this mental state of flow. And in that flow, so many, so many life altering decisions have come uh, in the open. And I think this is incredible. Let's play this one.
3: I feel that the pandemic has given me uh, at a personal level a lot of clarity one is so busy in everyday madness and routines that we sometimes don't we don't live a full life we ignore signs for example you know I find that in my life be it personal or my career there are signs that life throws at you sometimes and even if you acknowledge them there is no time to act upon them so for me in the positive way, the pandemic has given me the time to be creative, to explore an alternative reality that I would have never been able to do otherwise.
0: Nithya, th- let's hear this very interesting uh, voice note from another fan of ours for whom the pan- pandemic has actually been a lubricant to her wounds. It's incredible. Let's play it.
3: As scary as the lockdown has been for the world in general, For me, it came at a time when I really
1: needed it. As a newly single mother, I was just feeling overwhelmed and um, just emotionally depleted,
2: rushing about, trying to piece together loose ends from my marriage and this new sort of life that I was trying to make sense
1: of. And when the lockdown happened, it just suddenly felt as if the entire world has just paused and stopped just
3: so I could catch my breath.
1: Mariam, you know, what struck me most about this note was uh, that the lockdown seems to be, uh, have been an opportunity for many to pause, to take stock, to reflect and to heal. It's been a real catharsis clearly for some who've had to deal with issues and painful wounds. Um, And that has been quite a transformative experience. Um, And I think, as I said before, the people who have come out of this lockdown stronger and more together are the ones who have been able to view this time as a challenging time, but as a positive time and a time that has been used to reflect and to heal and to come out of it emotionally, physically, as well as mentally stronger.
0: Absolutely. But I think i got all this clarity and healing And great depth into my personality in the first two months. I think the extra three months were a bit too long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we would all be levitating and working on fire at the end of with all our spiritual oh, powers. Yeah, Nitya,
0: I got it, I got it, you
1: know. <laughs> you know well, that, don't I was, speak too soon because we may be in the second fi- wave and we'll be... <laughs> yeah, but we, so I was talking we to we this friend to apply of mine, Nithya, of it
0: was... It was so funny. My after I was telling her, please send me a voice. And she was like, Are you crazy? My husband will divorce me. I was like, please, 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 let's tell me the truth. What happened? How do you love your husband? Now I'm staying with him for five months. She says, I hate him. I hate his voice. I hate his hair. I hate his face. <laughs> I don't want to see him again. It was so funny. I think this this lack of space that they have. Everybody has, and they're living together in houses. And I think even the best of relationships are getting cracks because we all need lots and lots of spaces in our togetherness. Uh, that, that's the only way you can keep a relationship beautiful and alive. This la- too much togetherness is actually a bad idea. But equally, share- Mariam,
1: I know so I know so many. I know this couple that was getting divorced before yeah. the lockdown. And huh. they decided to cohabit because of the lockdown rules with their children because they couldn't visit each other. And now they've decided to make another go at their marriage because it's shown them that we are so we have to be so grateful for our lives, not crib about the small things. And of course, you know, individuality matters. And you you know, obviously, if, if if you're being emotionally or physically assaulted or whatever, that's another issue. But a lot of the time, some of the issues one can work together towards. And I think, particularly for this friend. Um, she she actually came out of it with a lot of gratitude and they are making another go at their marriage.
0: Darling, that's maybe one in a million sort of a couple. They don't make these models <laughs> anymore. So I'm going to take this uh, with a pinch of salt because all of my friends have totally, totally opposing um, stories to tell. And uh, he who loves believes the impossible, but he who loves in the time of a pandemic in uh, in, in, in confined spaces does actually the mission impossible, I think. Um, so now we're going to introduce another voice note from another couple of my friends uh, who have given honest opinion about how they felt about their spouses and partners in this lockdown. And I have promised them all anonymity.
4: Will they say excess of anything can be, can be bad? Um, it can actually take the fun out of it? I'll give you an example. I love pizzas. Um, I can have pizzas whenever I want. But if I start having pizzas every day, I will start hating it. I will start resenting it. Uh, I I can easily and safely say that was the same case with my partner. Uh, when I when before the uh, before the lockdown, it was nine to five working, coming back home, meeting my partner, spending time. That was good. But now it's round the clock, every day, same place, same space. That was a bit too much for me. Um, Now I've got three options. One is litigation, the other is suicide, the third is extramarital affair. Status quo is no longer permissible.
0: That was excellent. I really enjoyed it. And basically we need lots and lots of spaces in our togetherness. Because love is just not love, which alters when alteration's fine. So, Nitya, basically, um, this pandemic, as it has shown, has strengthened our relationship within ourselves and inner circles also. And it has been maybe the best of times and the worst of times. And whatever cracks... Issues, fears that were hidden inside us have come out in the full frontal and we've had to face them. Although there has been an immense opportunity for growth, even though it is, has been post-traumatic growth, and most interestingly, people have actually gravitated a lot towards spirituality and to religion, which is we're going to be discussing in our next episode. Uh Nitya?
1: Mariam, very much looking forward to part two of this podcast and to continue our discussion on lockdown learnings.
0: Perfect. I look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you so much for your time and your fabulous comments.